we'd always have a laugh and a joke and drinks afterwards and especially people like Tolly as well. And, uh, yeah, we'd always go out together and have fun. And, yeah, it wasn't just all about the, the actual sport of playing paintball. It was more of a, I suppose it was more of a community for us. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Down Under Paintball. This is episode 6 and this week I'm sitting down with Jamie Cracker, Jamie Griffin. He played many years for Sydney Shock. Uh, When I first started in the sport, I learned a lot of lessons from him. He was always one of the real nice guys at paintball. Everyone knew him and he was more than happy to help any player out there. So I've been waiting to sit down with Jamie for a while so this is something I've uh, been looking forward to. Jamie was a real uh, help for me when I started so I'm glad that I'm able to share his story for everyone. Thanks for tuning in. This is Down Under Paintball. I'm joined here with my guest today, Jamie Griffin. How's it going? Yeah, good mate. Yourself? Uh, I'm, I'm great. Uh, always good to be uh, doing these one of these interviews with someone. It's good to catch up. It's been a while. It has been quite a while. It's been a few years, although I get to see you on uh, the the streams and that from Super 7s and get to throw a few snide comments in. But, yeah, I haven't really had a face-to-face yeah, talk to you for a while. Yeah, and I, I don't think anyone misses a chance to, to put it on mic when, uh, when he's out in the limelight. <laughs> well, he deserves it. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, so where are you uh, Where are you calling in from today? I'm at home at Bulloy in New South Wales, down by the beach. Lovely town. We're just about to get quarantined and locked down and, yeah, all, all going well here. I could think of a lot worse places to spend, uh, to spend quarantine. My parents just moved down that way, so it's, it's a good part of the world. God's country, I think. Very much so. Yeah, grew up here and... Uh, yeah, family's from here, and yeah, it's a great place to raise kids, and yeah, got everything. Beach, mountains, beer, all the all the important parts, really. Yeah, just missing a good paintball field. I think that's the only thing. You've got uh, at the top of the hill, you, you've got some fields, but nothing down. Yeah, yeah we've got, we've got um, the one up at Helensburg, and yeah, that was the first place I ever played at, and that was interesting. Uh, that was with St- Steve Bellis had that, and it was a Bucks party. But I don't actually know who owns it anymore. But yeah, that was fun. Yeah, well, why don't we talk a bit more about that? What was your first paintball experience like? Well, yeah, we went, I went there at jeez, uh, must have been ninety seven, I think, as a friend's Bucks. It was a Bucks party. And there was some stuff that went on but, uh, away from the paintball field, but it was good. And it was the, fir- the, fir- the first time that I'd actually ever, you know, played paintball. And it was something that I really enjoyed and not really been a sporty person except for diving and stuff like that. Coming, coming in that and actually being able to run and move and, uh, shoot and use tactics and you know it, it was it was a really I don't know kind of just all clicked together for me and just after that that one of the guys said you should probably look at doing this quite you know quite more yeah I don't know how you put it but yeah more yeah, often it's, just, it's, uh, yeah. it's, it's, it's it's something that you're good at I should say yeah. and so you um, got scouted straight away Pretty much myself and my friend um, were told that we were really good. That was uh, my mate Pete, who now lives in Canada. And second time I played, I played at a like, – oh, Steve Ballas had a thing out at Yarramundi when he owned Yarramundi. Okay. had a, uh, a like a corporate uh, tournament. So there was people like Westpac and things like that. So I got we got together a team and it was – basically guys that I grew up with and 
my father and stuff like that, and we entered a team called the Pheasant Pluckers. And, yeah, we went out there and, yeah, we, we went really well. I actually can't remember how we went, but I know we destroyed quite a few people. And, uh, yeah, Westpac probably still don't let me to bank with them now after what I've done to them. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, no, it was good. And that kind of – and then the guys there said, you know, you guys have got to play. And then we went out to action. And, um, yeah, SWAT A, back in the day, uh, SWAT Amateur said, you know, why don't you come and try out to one of my, to my mate Pete and – he was a young, small, fast guy. They wanted, they wanted, uh, they wanted uh, front players. They had uh, back players like Mick Ryan and Kelly and that. And uh, they wanted, they wanted back play. They wanted front players. Sorry. So we went out. There. I was like, well, stuff it. I'm going to take long. So we went out there and the old pallet fields at action there at Rouse Hill. We 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 done a bit of training and. That and we ended up having some um, some games against no remorse and I was uh, yeah I ended up sitting in the middle of the field going no one's shooting at me what's going on so I ran down the field and shot three people a couple of them in the side of the head really close range and they just what I just went well maybe you should join us so that was kind of the beginning of my you know tournament type of uh, paintball stuff yeah. it was yeah oh it's that's amazing so so that was like around 1997 like all of this was sort of happening the same sort of year or 97 98 like 97 yeah. 98 something like that i'm pretty sure it was that yeah oh that's okay. awesome yeah and it, it must have been that because around that time i went to europe uh for a bit of travel and i was still doing four-wheel drive competitions and stuff like that so i could be wrong yeah i'm I'm not uh not debating it i just yeah i you know i never really heard much about the the first i sort of assumed action was was a bit younger than that so if it's been around that long it's it's cool i i uh, it's always good to to learn something new (laughs) So yeah, yeah, yeah no. I, it, it was good. Like back then, we were, you know, playing with the old school spots. So there was like Myth, Mad Dog, uh, Mike, Rookie, uh, and all these guys. And it's a very steep learning curve back in those days playing against those guys. And uh, do you remember yeah. what sort of guns you were using back then? My first gun was a autococker that I bought off uh, Johnny Caruana, one of his ex-SWAT guns, and uh, I still got it today. Um, that was that was yeah, and that's I kind of learnt to shoot fast because I wasn't very fast on my feet. I used learnt to uh, shoot really quick off, off off the break and try to take people off the break and yeah. That was that was my goal was to do that so I didn't have to run as much. <laughs> yeah, well, especially you know with those closed bolt guns like the autocockers, they were they were a lot more accurate um, than than guns sort of got for a time. So yeah, shooting people definitely was something like a skill that you could really hone in on. Uh, I remember back in the in the early days. Yeah, very much so, and especially you know back then you had. No one really had electronic guns. There was basically it was you either shot a cock or a mag. And, you know, there was, you know, pluses and minuses for both guns. You know, the cocker shot uh, flat and straight, whereas the, the, the mags, you could lob it over at long range and things like that. So uh, that was a, a good thing. And I think just about then I started working on the weekends up at Action as well just doing a bit of refing and then that got very tedious for me. So I ended up working at the, working at the back with Johnny on, on the guns and, and learning how, how to fix them and, you know, clean them and stuff like that. And, uh, yeah. So 
most of my weekends got, went from forward driving back to to moved into paintball and you know refing or gun teching on on Saturdays and training on Sundays and with SWAT A and playing SWAT and no remorse and you know Ratlin Hummard come out and yeah a few few other people here and there and it was a good time back then. Yeah, yeah, I, um, you know, you mentioned gun teching. I, I know the guns then they definitely needed a lot more work than than guns these days. They're a bit more plug and play. Uh, why don't you talk a little bit more about that? Like, how was it a hard learning curve to to learn how to how to tech the the older paintball guns? I don't know. For me, for me personally, growing up in a commercial diving and you know thing, I understood how valves and regulators and things like that work so for personally i kind of just slipped into it and um it wasn't really a big learning curve i mean shooting them was another thing especially no one had eyes or anything like that on their guns so you chop paint really easy and uh but yeah it was was a good good experience learning how how and how, how it worked and I mean you don't get much of a better gun tech than someone like Johnny Caruana yeah he's I can say exactly the same every everything I think I know about how a paintball gun works it's he's he's probably taught me 90% of it he's he just knows everything he's a he's a wizard he is he, he is a wizard and uh yeah so learn, learn a lot about that type of stuff and I suppose it kind of set me up for later on in my career with with you know running a team and stuff like that and you know trying to fix other people's markers and stuff like that so yeah it was pretty good yeah yeah i do remember one of the first few times i met you you having sitting at a table with actually i think someone told me maybe that was the first time i'd talked to you i I asked for a part for my gun and someone said oh you want to go and see him and and they sort of pointed me in your direction. I do remember you having a lot of gun parts. Yeah, yeah, I, I did. I did collect a lot of stuff, and I still have a lot of a lot of stuff today. I've still got, oh, I've still got gun part kits that I bought in America, like DM4 and DM5 O-ring kits and stuff like that. Yeah, they'll they'll be worth. They could be age, you know, um, valuing with age. They they could be worth something. Yeah, probably by the time it gets to that, they're all probably perished and, yeah, not worth anything. And I don't know anybody who has a DM4 besides myself. <laughs> yeah, I, I, speaking of DM4s, I, I love the DM4s. That was one of the first electronic guns I ever saw, and it was Grunter shooting it. Uh, and, oh, he could just – there was, a like, a black and yellow fade – dm4 and it was so fast i was just blown away by that thing that was such a good marker oh those things were were, for the day they were they were awesome i love i I still love my dm4 my my dm4 still in working condition i could probably just put a battery in it and get up and rail paint in it a bit of a gas hog but they're they're a great gun yeah they they don't make them like they used to i think (laughs) Yeah. Um, well, I was just going to say. So, you know, you mentioned SWAT A. I I haven't haven't heard of SWAT A before. I didn't realize there was a team called SWAT A. What's that was a you know SWAT's like semi pro team or or was there divisions back then? Back back then there was there was pro and amateur. So there was yeah there was there, it was and everyone played everyone. So it was. You know, there was not that many teams when you when, when you went to a tournament. You'd be lucky to get, oh geez, you know, some tournaments I went to, you'd be lucky to get ten teams. So, you know, you mixed you as an amateur player getting straight into the sport. You went out and you played Rattling Hum, you played SWAT, you played Vengeance, you played uh, Rat Pack, you p- played all these all these really good old you know, entrenched teams that was, yeah, it was just a steep learning curve for us. 
yeah, I can imagine. Um, I, I do same when I started in the sport. It was similar. You, the the divisions all mixed, and there was yeah. You, you definitely learnt learnt your place quick uh, when you had to play against the the top tier teams. Yeah, but but it was good, and you know there was a sense of accomplishment. And I, I still remember the first time I I shot uh, Mad Dog, and it's still the first time that I shot shot Miff. I mean. I shot Mick that many times I've kind of lost count, but um, <laughs> but yeah, no, it, it's it was yeah, it was I don't know, getting nostalgic. It was it was good times for, for that type of thing, and then you know we started. I went our electronic markers and the shockers and the the angels and stuff like that, the IR threes, and I remember buying my first electronic IR three and. Yeah, things started to turn after that. Yeah, so so what was the paintball scene like that then? You know, was the Super 7s around then? Is that what you guys were playing in or, or was there many events in New South Wales? It was, uh, there was the APPL, so the Australian Paintball Players League. So I can't remember who it was that was running it at the beginning but they had tournaments all over the place and, you know, usually the Masters in Sydney, as it still is, and uh, but we'd go to Queensland and sometimes to, you know, South Australia. Never went to Victoria to play because they had weird laws. And then, um, and then, yeah, sometimes WA, which was good and, but yeah, APPL pretty much run it, and yeah, it, it was a, it was a good good tournament series. Yeah, is that was it APPL? Were they the ones that did the the stadium series that I I, I did remember hearing years ago about that was in yep stadium. Yep. So yeah, so later in the later in it we had uh, one in Brisbane. Uh, I can't remember. It was at Perry Park, I think, in Brisbane, and then there was one in uh, in Adelaide at Tebbin Oval. We also had one in Warina Cove. That wasn't stadium, but it was in a resort, which is pretty cool. And wow, <laughs> yeah, it was in the we 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 set all the. Everyone set up everything and then the, the wind came through and knocked everything down the night before and we didn't know where we were going to play and that. But players are out there putting posts up and everyone did, pitched in and we, we got everything back together. And, yeah, it was a that was a really cool tournament. Sucked for me because I had to drive a truck down with the air system and then play and run the air and everything. But, yeah, it was good. Yeah, well, why don't we talk about that a bit more? I do remember the first few years of playing that, yeah, it was I, it was you and your dad with these, back before we had the big compressors at, at Action at, at Sydney there, you, you had, I think it was like 20 giant air bottles on the back of a trailer or something like that that we used to fill our bottles off. Yep, I yep. So I remember having to hand my gun to your dad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we, we um, must have been around... 98 or 99 we got a call down to um it was my first tournament playing down at uh predator paintball in michelago we were uh down there and we had problems with the air system and no one could get air so i rang my old man up and said can you bring some bottles down to to help the tournament out because if if we don't help they're going to they're going to cancel the tournament and uh, yeah, so Dad bought down some some G-size bottles and one of our smaller compressors that we could run off, you know, single phase and things like that, and helped out and got the tournament back going. And then just after that, uh, Mike would uh, got us to you know help out with the air and because we had been a commercial divers, we got a lot of compressors and a lot of bottles, so. We set up a, a trailer and put all the, I think we had 15 
bottles. Most of them were out of a submarine, so they could run super high pressure. And uh, yeah, we had two compressors running, and yeah, it, it was it was a good experience, and collected a lot of squeegees that people left in the trailer back then when everyone was filling their <laughs> bottles up. Yeah, I, I think people these days just don't realise how good how good they have it um, with all the just the effort that used to go to just to just to run a tournament or even just to play a game of paintball. Sometimes there was just such a such a big effort. Yeah, I remember like when Super first came out and they had the the little blowers and you had to set up the the tubes that run to to different little you know, to the barricades and that, and everyone would just pitch in and, and and set it all up and then pack it all up at the end of the day just so we could have a training run. And so there was, geez, we'd, we'd you know, at least an hour each day, each each side just to set up and pack up with all these teams and everyone just got in and done it. And it, it was a good team-building experience, I suppose. And, you know, we had laughs and jokes and, stuff so that was good yeah i remember when i was starting in the sport it was similar everyone was helping put out the field and i think that was that was when i got to mingle with a lot of you guys and and chat and muck around but we also got to talk about you know i could ask oh why are you putting this bunker here or 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 things like that it was it was a i i found it quite helpful being brand new in the sport being able to just mingle with everyone and and actually walk a field while it was being built yep yeah, no, it, it was it was good, and yeah, sup air just changed the sport immensely. Being able to move a barricade, you know, even just a couple of feet would 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 change the dynamic of the field, and we ne- we never really had that at that stage. It was all pallets or you know drums or stuff like that, and there's trees and stuff. But yeah, it it, it was good. Yeah, yeah. So before supper came, you know, if you were playing a tournament series, and say you were going back to the same field multiple times, would the fields change much then, or were they they relatively similar for each different event? They're pretty much the same. If you if you knew that field, especially places like Action up in Sanford, the you know the trenches fields and stuff like that, they don't really change. There might be a little a little bit, you know, they might put an extra barricade in here or change this there or something. And that that you kind of knew that, you know, when you had a coin toss, you could you had to pick the right end if you won, depending on the sun and things like that, you know. Running uphill at a trench field in the paintball tournament was not fun. <laughs> I can imagine. I'm I'm glad for astroturf and and flat uh, flat fields. I, I guess yeah. a lot of people complain about Mike's Mike's little hill he has, but it doesn't sound like uh, much compared to what I, I have seen the Stanford field. Um, I haven't played on it. I've played on the nice level sup air field that they put in, but um, I have heard some stories about. Yeah, it looks like quite a quite a. It's a big hill. That's to just say the least. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and as front players, you guys have got to. Yeah, get up there. Otherwise, yeah, us fat, lazy guys are going to get angry. <laughs> you, you have to pick up more of the weight and, and shoot more people. <laughs> That's exactly right. But no, it, it was it was it was pretty much set, and you know, a lot of a lot of the places, uh, yeah, unless they were where is it like places like I uh, went down to Moama, Irachuka. And things like that. They had drum fields that they could move around, and things like that, which made it made made it better. But you know, back then you never had a, a map of what was going on. So field walking was good. You know, that was a a big skill going there and seeing which way things are going to move instantly, as opposed to being able to play. You know, two weeks beforehand or train on it on on a field was was a big was a big thing. Yeah, and I guess the difference as well is now you know we have a can or an Aztec, and you, and I can say those words, and everyone listening now I'm sure can picture what that is in their head. But you guys were having to come up against piles of sticks 
and work out how to play them or if they were worth playing or what to call them, all sorts of things like that. Yeah, it, it definitely sounds like it would have been an a important skill to have back then. Yeah, definitely. And it, that, I suppose that's why, I suppose, the, the SWAT crew that we, we've got now doing the mechanical stuff does so well. We know you can kind of tell each, each other where things are and go, like, this is, you know, and just call it plain, plain stuff. He's under the plane or he's in the trench in front of the plane or something like that. And then if everyone goes quiet, you know, someone's sneaking around and things like that. So I suppose it's back to the, back to the, to the roots of the game for us for, for in that regards. But yeah, it was quite challenging moving to a all barrel field where everything's blue and everything's weird shapes and yeah that was not fun <laughs> so so how did you you know personally handle that transition onto the onto the airball field did you did you think it was a good move for the sport did you enjoy it personally yes i loved it i lo- i love being able to to shoot clear lanes you know cuz that's my thing i i i shoot quick and being able to get my gun up off the brake and shoot someone off off the brake and being able to see them and see where they go straight off the brake that was that that made a world of difference for me and back then we didn't have ramping we weren't allowed ramping things like that so people with the fastest fingers dominated and I guess yeah I I kind of got a bit of a reputation as being able to shoot quite quick and being able to take people on the break and giving our team a bit of a one-up. Yeah, I do remember. Uh, yeah, many times succumbing to to your gun. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, always um, yeah trying to work out which way you were shooting and go the opposite. Yeah, <laughs> I still tease my wife about being able to shoot her off the break every time. <laughs> yeah, it's um. Yeah, as we were talking about before the show, I it's a, it's a skill I, no matter how hard I tried, I just couldn't couldn't do it. I decided quite early that my focus would be to get up the field and shoot people as close as possible. But it's um yeah yeah big I I just can't work it out. So I don't know how you guys do it. So yeah, big props for for being able to have that skill. It's it's great. I, I suppose when it comes down to it, you either move really quick and really sneaky or you'd be able to or you're able to shoot lanes and shoot quick now since ramping i haven't really played a lot since ramping but um yeah it was something that i I could kind of hide behind my gun you know i was a big guy back then i've lost a lot of weight since then but you know i I was a big guy and i hid behind my gun and yeah i suppose it kind of worked for me yeah, I was only watching something uh, yesterday and, you know, watching the guys shoot uh, their guns with two fingers and I just thought, oh, I don't think I've done that in probably five years. Uh, just something I remember that I used to sit there and practice and practice and practice shooting with both fingers and rolling that semi-automatic gun and now it's just a skill that's just not needed. It's uh, it's a bit of a shame, really. Yeah, I, I still find myself, like, driving down the road, going to and from work or whatever, and I still find myself tapping my fingers on the steering wheel practicing and then I get out and do a paintball gun, the paintball field and, you know, pick up a mechanical marker or something. It's like, Oh, I can't double tap that. And I can't do this. And yeah, it's a bit, bit of a weird thing for me to, to go backwards. I, even when I have played ramping like overseas and stuff, I still find myself railing on the gun and shooting as fast as I possibly can, but then only coming out. Like 15 balls a second or something like that <laughs> yeah you're um you, you're limited it's well you yeah. know you never know in a few more years it's it's taken this this long now we're starting to see mechanical events come through it may be in another five to ten years we might see like a, a true semi or like a semi-auto division or something like that come out and and that could be your calling it could be your time to come to come back in <laughs> with your with your auto time, time to shine <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah, maybe. Uh, I have to say that I prefer the my ego to shoot uh, the, rather than the autococker. The autococker is a, a bit 
you know, rhythmical and, you know, the clack, clack, clack. But the 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 Ego SL74 that I've got, the Avalanche one, is just still the fastest thing that I've ever shot in my life. Yeah. Yeah, I'll, uh, you'll have to give us a demo one day. I want to I say that. It's been a while. <laughs> yeah, it has been a while. I I haven't even aired it up in a long time. So, yeah, we'll have to, I'll have to get them all out and air them all up and make sure that they all still work. Yeah, that would be good to see. So you're, you've moved on to the airball field. Are you still with SWAT A at this point? Or, or yep, yep. We're, on I think, I think we, now we, we were still with SWAT A and we won. I can't remember when it was. It must have been around 2000. We won, or just after 2000, we won um, the amateur division and we were basically forced to go pro. Uh, and I mean, back oh, so then. So they made you step up back then? Yep. Yep. So. Yep. Oh, that's cool. Ba- basically, we'd been playing amateur for a long time. We had a lot of people come and go and things like that. But they, you know, Mike and John and Miff and all that were just like, look, you guys are getting too good. You're dominating the sport, dominating the amateurs. Yeah, you have to, you have to move up. So we moved up into pro, and you know, back then we could, we couldn't call ourselves SWAT A or a version of SWAT anymore because there was already a SWAT and things. So basically, we had to redesign ourselves into shock. And. Yeah. Uh, that's the team yeah. I remember. <laughs> yep. So, so yeah, and uh, back then it was, um, who was the captain? Mick Ryan was the captain, and he he, he kind of, I was like kind of vice captain or something like that. I can't really remember, but we kind of moved up into, in, into, into pro as shock and started playing, and we, had, we, had, we found it difficult to compete. We, we had a lot of, you know, back then, there was no sponsorship. There was guys that, I mean, we had sponsorship from Mike. Mike helped us out and Action helped us out. And, you know, my company gave us a bit here and there and stuff like that. But you know, paint deal or we didn't have guns or anything. So people would, it, w- it was hard to get people to, to play and, and be competitive back then. Was the sponsorship something you know? Were a lot of were a lot of teams sponsored back then, or is it just sort of across the board? It, it was everyone paying out of their pocket. Basically, most people paid out of their pocket. I mean, SWAT always had a had a better deal than than more people. I mean, there was some MacDev teams and stuff like that, but no one really got what what people get today. You know, there was no real paint deals. We were still paying stupid amounts of money for paint. And, yeah, I think it was, a, you know, paying over hundred. It was about $120 a case of paint wow. back then. And and when... when Never complain about it, what I pay. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and then, you know, I'd walk onto the field with two cases of paint. Well, at least, no a case of paint on my back playing semi with the, with the electronic guns, you know, it, it, it ended up really quick. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I can't think that's just, yeah, I, I, I struggled when, when I was paying $80 a case. I can't, I can't think to pay, uh, to pay that much. Yeah. It's uh, must've been tough. It must've been just, you know, tough to get players at all. Um, you know, let alone, into the pro division. Yeah. And um, I mean, really the guys that were there were committed and, you know, we weren't the best team out there, but uh, towards the end of it, when we, when we had, um, you know, Eddie and Ringo and me and Rain Man and a few other, a few of the other guys there, you know, we started having fun and we started getting a bit more competitive and yeah, we, it, it was good. But I suppose we were known a lot more for our off-field antics than our, our on-field stuff. So, yeah. 
Yeah, I do remember gravitating towards you guys a lot more uh, when I was a new player because, yeah, you you guys were sort of at the top of the game. You were you were sitting up there and you, you guys were having a lot more fun than all the other teams were. They seemed to take it a lot, lot more serious but get similar sort of results at times. So it was, it was good to see a, just a good group of guys getting together and just having fun while while winning oh not all the time winning but doing doing well yeah and 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 it was good it was a it was like a brothership i suppose it'd be um we all got on well together and we all pulled together and you know we'd always do something outside of paintball and then when we get together and on the field there'd always be a laugh and in the pits, it'd be a laugh, and kind of, we kind of, I suppose we're still kind of a bit of a sister team to SWAT. We'd always, we'd always be hanging around with those guys and people like Neil and uh, and that, and we, we'd always have a laugh and a joke and drinks afterwards, and especially people like Tolly as well. And uh, yeah, we'd always go out together and have fun and. Yeah, it wasn't just all about the, the actual sport of playing paintball. It was more of a, I suppose it was more of a community for us. Yeah, and I I definitely agree with that. You, As the sport sort of got more serious, I guess like more people, yeah, it just seemed like people weren't having fun. And I just always remember you guys just, always just having a laugh or if, if you sucked and you walked back into the pits, I'd look, look over and you guys were all there cracking up about something, something you'd stuffed up on the field or uh, it was just always, yeah, it was always good to, um, you guys just sort of at, at a tough, at a weird, it was just a weird time in paintball. Everyone was just way too serious or too angry or something. There was something going on then that you guys always just seemed to be having fun no matter what. Yeah. And it was good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was really good, and we'd we'd have car park meetings, of course. But um, after you know thirty seconds of being serious, we'd start calling people names and start making jokes, and yeah, people like people like Rain Man kept the kept the levity down. We we kind of brought us back down to earth, and you know, I might have thrown a gun or two around the place during the years, but <laughs> after after I had, had a bit of an explosion or yelled at someone or something, I'd I'd come down pretty quick and we'd all just laugh about it and call each other idiots and stuff like that. So yeah, it was good. Yeah, I was always always good to see. And I think that term, the car park meeting, I like if I'm mistaken, I think that was you you guys that created it, and it's still to this day. For those that don't know, yeah, Action Paintball has a big car park, and behind that's a big grass field. And whenever a team has a bad game, everyone's got to go to the car park and have a meeting. And yeah, I think you guys are the first ones that I at least heard coining the, t- the phrase "the car park meeting." Yep, yep. Well, pretty sure we started that, and um, also, what is what's the other one? The green chairs. Everyone who had a green chair was at back then, and uh, especially Rayman when he really upset with the refs' call and started calling people names. <laughs> Yeah, he's he's called me some names, um, names in my time, definitely. <laughs> it was good fun, good value, Rain Man. He's he's a he's a great guy and good value, and uh, it was good to get him back out in the mechanical uh, tourney last year out at Yarramundi, and he loved it. It was absolutely awesome. It's back, back to back to the old Rayman shooting people, moving up and smack talking and stuff like that. Yeah, well, why don't you tell us a little bit about that? You know, you've you're out. Like, how long was your break, sort of, out of the sport before you came back and played that mechanical event? So, pretty much, over eight. I, I'd done a bit. We'd done a bit of travelling. We'd done Huntington Beach, Skyball a few times. Um, you know, a fair bit in Malaysia and things like that. And, you know, I finally got married in 2008 to Rach uh, from Bitchin, Bitchin, whatever their name is, Bitchin. I'll probably get it. Yeah. I'll probably get crucified for that. 
bitching. And uh, <laughs> so, yeah, we, we, we kind of um, I kind of slowed down. Not long after that, probably 2009, I, I stopped playing. And uh, every now and then I'd do a total war or something would come up and I'd do, or I'd do a little bit of team no train and things like that. But as the family grew and we, you know, all, all my business stuff started kicking off and started running more of the commercial diving side of the business and looking after things, you know, I didn't really have time to, to put into paintball. And, yeah, so come, coming along to the, to the mechanical stuff, Mike invited me along and uh, playing with SWAT there and um, it was great. I loved it. It's, so we've done it, was it two years now? So what's now 2020? So 2018 was the first one, I think, and went out there and got my auto cocker all fixed up and ready to go. And then Mike handed me an EMEC, uh, one of the mechanical guns, and that right now. And and he he said, "Oh, give this a go." And I put the quick after that. I quickly put the cocker in the bag and. Just started running that. Yeah, they're, they're great guns. Those Emacs, they're they're very nice. I've I've shot one once, and I had to stop myself from buying it. Yeah, well, since since the since the laws have changed and that, it's uh, yeah, so much easier now. Back in the day, buying a four and a half thousand dollar IR three or something like that was yeah, buying a couple of hundred dollar gun that is just way above that above that now it's just it's crazy so you said in yeah around like 2008 was when you started to get out of the sport was was shock still around then or did you sort of did you fold shock as you as you left or did they keep running pretty much as rainman and i well, we lost Ringo and Eddie to SWAT around that time, and that was pretty much the death knell for for shock. We didn't have the we didn't have the people, and you know we were both tired, and I, I was especially tired of of running shock because I'd taken over running shock and had to make some hard decisions in regards to some of the older players, like asking them to 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 kind of retire while while we tried to grow the team and at the end of it when that happened you know we were just busy with work and we just we just followed the team we we had we had no real choice i didn't want to really want to rebuild the team and things like that with a with a brand new baby and business being busy and yeah, so it, it was a bit of a bit of a sad day that when we had to actually say shocks no more. But yeah, and then we kind of come back and played with a lot of a lot of the SWAT guys and you know some old t- old school guys in Team No Train and uh, and that and that was that was good. We kept this busy for a while, but then. You know, as we get older, things get more important, and uh, yeah, we followed that too. So, yeah, it's a shame. It must be. Uh, yeah, I've never been around at the the death of a paintball team. It must must have been a, a shame, especially you know being around since the inception as well. Um, back, you know, putting all the work in, moving up into the top division, and then it all it all uh, it all coming to a close. So. It, yeah, I, I've always sort of had explicit in my head as they they sort of took the reins over, like they they took that role as the second, uh, the second you know action paintball team. Um, yep. that you guys always were. So the, the the team sort of lives on in spirit, even though the, the name might have changed. Well, you know, I still get still talk to people, and they still you know remember us, and still you know we always have a laugh and. We still talk about, you know, the old days and the shock bus will is, you know, can never be replicated and some of the antics we got up to and, you know, off off field off field antics was yeah, I suppose it was our forte. 
Yeah, I, I I think our team changed many. Uh, this is when I was playing with East Coast Raiders. We changed a lot of things that we used to do when we travelled, just to be careful of you guys. We <laughs> try not to tell you where we were staying. We'd park our van across the street if we were going to a restaurant, all sorts of things like that. Because, yeah, yeah. If something ever happened, you knew you knew exactly who it was. It was you'd be straight on the phone to you or Rain Man. Um, yeah, <laughs> trying yeah, to get someone to pay we, for car cleaning or something. Yeah, we never really damaged anything, but you know, it was always just something, you know, a little bit, little bit of a twist in the tail of people and things like that. And yeah, yeah, and we, we, we've had some some characters play with us, and uh, you know, in between Rain Man and. People like Eddie, Eddie Lee, and things like that. It's yeah, it's a good times back in them, them days. Jeez, I sound like an old old bastard now. <laughs> yeah, oh, it's it's always good. That's that's the idea of the show. Where we're always looking back and you know, sharing some of those stories that that people are playing today might not not have known, and you know all that that effort that you. You know, in those days, put together with your with your dad, and and you know, getting that uh, that air down to that event. You, if that event folded, you, you don't know what what would have happened to, in paintball today. It's one of those sliding doors moments. It's, uh, you, you know, you've you've done quite a lot for the sport, uh, I, and I don't don't know if a lot of people realise yeah all the all the great things you've uh, you've contributed, and and a lot of the people playing today, I'm I'm sure have uh, have learned lots of lessons from you. I know I <laughs> sure have. <laughs> what what type of lessons are they? I hope they lessons how to walk up off the field with your hand in the in the air. Yeah, it's more 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 how to how to get into a bunker quick. Yeah, don't don't, don't get caught, <laughs> caught snoozing, don't get, don't get <laughs> dawdling around on the field. Yeah. Nah, but and you know what? Look at looking back at it all and stuff like that. Just being able to. Be around like-minded people, uh, having fun, playing some some really hard games all over the world with with. They ended up friends and basically family, and it, it was it was a great time in my life for that, and being able to, I don't know, even try to pass on some some of the things that I picked up about shooting and reloading while shooting quick and things like that. I mean, a lot of that's gone these days, but, um, yeah, that, that was, it was good to be able to show someone, do this, do that, try this, try that, and actually see them pull it off and, you know, win or, you know, get it up on someone was, was really good. Yeah, it's um, yeah, it's a it's a legacy you can pass on. But like you said, it's it's um, you know, a lot of those skills really have have gone out of the game. Uh, so just for somebody that you know, you said you you watched the the live stream and that. How how do you find the current form of the game compared to the the old school? Do, do you enjoy it? I I do enjoy it. It, it it's fast. It's thing and yeah. I, I like I like the format. I like being able, I like seeing the 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 fast paced action. The thing you know. Sometimes when we when we first started and we playing ten man or seven man, and it was just a slog, and things would bog down, and you don't really get that 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 much these days. People bust moves, and you know, with younger players coming into the game, they they can. They can get up in people's faces and yeah, make it interesting. So that is good, but I do miss some of the actual skills of like gunmanship. I suppose it's being able to to handle a big unwieldy marker that and being able to shoot it really fast. That that's the only thing I really kind of miss. Yeah, it's it's it was one of those things. I remember when Ramp sort of came in, it was one of those uh, necessary evils because there was a lot of cheating going on 
and that was unfortunately the reason. Well, obviously, you know, it was a skill that people couldn't couldn't do. It was something that was really sought after, so people resorted to cheating and and making guns um, faster, you know, in all sorts of different ways. And uh, I guess that's why ramping eventually had to, had to take over. Um, was yeah. to try and have everyone catch up to guys like you. Yeah, and and I do see why there was there's there's been a lot of stuff with with cheating and you know after after I played in the states and Canada and stuff like that you you see the the level that they were above us in regards to you know cheater boards and stuff like that and it was just insane the the thing and yeah I do see the 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 ramping does level it out and stuff but i suppose me being an old school diehard you know shooter it's it's hard to see well that's i think you hit the nail on the head there when you said you know the level that people are going to to get a gun to shoot fast um without just learning the skill like i'd you know if i was you i'd take that as a massive badge of honor to be able to 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 master something that you know people were going to such lengths to 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 do yeah yeah and and i and i do and you know it, it it's a it's a it's a hard thing to see the sport grow and you know be a dinosaur and things like that but i'm i'm glad the way the way the way that the, the sport is going and you know with the televising and things like that it, it does make it a more interesting sport for the masses yeah, oh, definitely. It's uh, it's it is good to to be able to put put things, you know, even just you or me chatting, you know, be able to the technology we have these days to be able to share these stories and everything out there. Um, well, while I've while I've got you here, was there anyone you know that you'd like to? This is normally where I ask for for a shout out for sponsors, but was there anyone that you know you'd like to give a shout out to that maybe, um, you know, might be listening that you you'd like to thank or something like that? Uh, while you've got well, the the moment well you know for, for in my career mike weiber has been behind me 100 percent, and we've worked together on things and you know we've all haven't always seen eye to eye but you know we've we've always stuck by each other and mike and john and all the guys at action have have, have helped me immensely and and also my wife you know she's stuck by me when I was, you know, I remember the first weekend we really met and it's like, yeah, see you later. I'm going to New Zealand next week to uh, play a paintball tournament. And she was like, what are you doing? But now she's still playing and with bitching and, uh, yeah, I'm kind of retired. So, yeah, it's it's good, you know, people like, and, yeah, so Mike, Rachel, Rain Man, Mad Dog Grunner, you guys, you, all, all the all the guys I played with, I really enjoyed playing with and loved the the, the banter and the, you know, getting getting together afterwards and having a drink and having a laugh and yeah, play hard, party hard type thing. It was good. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, something else I'm getting on my guests to. Uh to uh, answer for me is there anyone that you reckon would be good a good fit for the show maybe someone you'd like to hear their story or someone that you know their story you'd, you'd think everyone else might like to hear if you could get mad dog i think mad dog would be darren hawks i think he would be great he's got he's got some great stories he's been around for a long time even rain man uh neil i don't know if you could nail him down uh, I'm trying my I'm trying my best. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Have you had uh, who else? Kai Harris. Yeah. So he uh, was episode uh, one. So yeah, okay. we definitely got to hear Kai's story. That's uh, he's done it all. <laughs> yeah, I've I've left out a lot of the interesting stuff about what went on behind the scenes with all the teams and stuff like that. And Kai was pretty, was, was, was around a lot of that stuff. <laughs> yeah, maybe, uh, 
that can be some stories for around a table with a few beers. <laughs> yeah, as it's more of an R-rated thing. <laughs> well, if we ever start down under paintball after dark, maybe we can um, we can get you on to tell some stories like that. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, you know, is there any? Um, are you got any future plans for for the sport? Are you still going to be coming back if if all this um, coronavirus thing blows over? Are you going to be trying to get out to the mechanical events? Um, definitely, definitely want to play mechanical events. I'm actually people are trying to talk me into uh, coming back to a Super Sevens, maybe in the one of the lower divisions and having a have a bit having a bit of a run. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, I really enjoyed the last mechanical. You know, I was, oh, geez, I was nearly 50 kilos down from when I was last playing Super 7, so I move a lot quicker and, yeah, so maybe that might be a little bit interesting. Yeah, it's, um. well, speaking of that, it's a transformation, I, you know, I've, I've seen in you and it's a big, big effort, so... Um, yeah, I think that's it's great. It'll be good to see you back out uh, on the field. And uh, do you have any idea of who it is? Can you can you tell us? Can you give us an exclusive? No, I haven't actually <laughs> like decided on who I'm going to approach or if I'm going to. But yeah, if someone wants me or is interested, give me a shout, and I'm sure they can find me on on social media and uh yeah actually i kind of kind of really want to do it now <laughs> well yeah it's been good uh yeah, you know my sister's been playing with with rachel on bitchin and it's been it's been good to see uh, rachel back in the sport so i've uh i've always i've been waiting for your return so i i think we've uh hopefully we've, we've given you enough of the bug that you can you can come back sounds good Sounds good. Well, you know, if if you, you wanted to come back as a player, have you ever given a thought of uh, coming back as a coach? Have you ever tried um, doing anything in a non-player role? I have coached some of the early X-Ball stuff up at Mount White. Um, and, you know, I was around at the beginning of coaching and stuff like that with super sevens and i was not a fan of the sideline coaching thing but uh yeah definitely open to it it's yeah it's it's something that i'm interested in but i don't know as you know a boss of a commercial diving company i pro i'd probably prefer to just get out on the on the field and do my thing and not worry about people <laughs> oh, it's definitely one of the hardest things going to a paintball field and not playing. Uh, it's one of the hardest things I've found ever to do. It's oh, a hundred percent. I go to I, I go to action to pick up something for one of my markers or something, and I see the fields, and I'm like, oh, I really want to get out there and shoot someone. <laughs> yeah, it's very addictive. Yeah, very much so. It's still in the blood, you know. It's been. <laughs> Probably, yeah, 10 years since I've played properly for, like, proper Super 7s type stuff and, yeah, still still flows through the veins. Well, it's, it's good to hear. Well, uh, that's about all we've got time for, so uh, hopefully we'll see you out on the field. Hopefully we get some good news that you're, you're going to step back onto the Super 7s uh, field soon. <laughs> Be good. Uh, you'll, you'll hear all about it. <laughs> I'm sure we will. All right, Jamie. Well, thanks very much for uh, dropping in and thanks for, for giving up your time and uh, and help supporting the show. Thank you very much. I really appreciate it and uh, love what you're doing, mate. Yeah, awesome. So thanks, uh, thanks a lot. Well, all right, that's uh, Jamie Griffin. Thanks every uh, thanks for tuning in, everyone, and thanks for joining me, Jamie. I'll I'll speak to you soon. All right, mate. Thank you very much. That's it for this week's episode of Down Under Paintball. Thank you again to Jamie for sitting down and taking the time to chat with me. 
that man has gotten up to some amazing things and also some pretty epic pranks that I remember back in the day. It's good to hear that guys like that are getting back into the sport with this new mechanical series as that starts to get a, a little bit more traction and, and people are getting more into that, the old school style of paintball. It's good to hear that these guys are, are coming back out and, and getting back into things after they've had their, their breaks. So once again, just as I say every week, a huge thank you to everyone for tuning in. It means so much to see all the views coming in. Uh, just going to keep pumping out the episodes as long as you guys keep keep listening. So thank you very much. I'm Scott and this is Down Under Paintball.